0: Crossover Appeal is a show that will sometimes have spoilers, but the hosts promise not to be jerks about it. Also, from time to time, Walt and Annie may get small details about the things they discuss incorrect, and they would like you to know that every time it happens, it is done on purpose to spite you specifically. Enjoy the show! everybody and welcome to Crossover Appeal. I'm Walt McGough.
1: And I'm Annie Cardi. Hey Annie. Hey Walt.
0: Annie what do we do on Crossover Appeal?
1: On Crossover Appeal we take a book or movie or TV show or some other fandom and cross it over with another fandom. Yeah we and just
0: then, have them intersect on the roads of life.
1: Yeah on the road right to um, fighting with monsters or inner demons as it were. Dance fighting. Dan- yeah there it is it's like michael jackson's beat it most but certainly, in podcast form most
0: certainly the road less traveled
1: yes of life no one where has... they're meeting up not that i know i don't think anyone's traveled this road not to particular. my knowledge yeah
0: no possibly for good possibly for <laughs> yeah, bad we'll, see. we'll find out tonight on tonight's hard-hitting episode of <laughs> crossover appeal yep. andy what makes the tonight's episode so newsworthy
1: Tonight we are crossing over center stage and Beowulf.
0: Fast friends, those two.
1: It was. It's basically like my college experience. Yeah,
0: both formative texts of their various genres. Yeah, oh,
1: definitely yeah. of the you know um, early English, old English. Yeah, like, like um, oral epic tradition. the oral tradition and the early 2000s teen dance movie tradition
0: yeah now when i was in middle school we had a guy come and recite beowulf to us in old english while playing on a lute is there a center stage version stage version of that
1: um yeah there there is there in my middle school someone came and recited center (laughs) stage in old english in the language of dance yeah (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> His name was Benjamin Bagby. We did not treat him kindly.
1: Oh no! Well,
0: you know, he had sort of a niche thing that he was doing. That's true.
1: Well, in in middle school, we had someone come in and do like historical reenactor thing about um oh, God, there was some ship that people burned in Rhode Island. It was like the Edmund Fitzgerald. I'm sorry, the Edmund
0: Fitzgerald. Uh, was no, it? That's the Beach Boys one.
1: The Beach Boys <laughs> burned is down there, the ship. Is There a
0: song the wreck the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald.
1: Was it Sloop John B? Yeah. that, is that the song? Yeah, <laughs> that they burned burn down. That was them feeling bad. <laughs> I love that. That great Beach Boys song about <laughs> colonial Boston and it haunts, burning down ships. haunts Brian
0: Wilson to this day. <laughs> yep.
1: That's what he was thinking about in his room. Yay.
0: Well, Annie, why don't you channel your favorite old English storyteller and talk a little bit about Center Stage.
1: Center Stage is a classic in teen movie experiences mm-hmm. um it's about a group of young ballet dancers in new york city as they prepare for the world of professional dance uh the film was released in 2000 and directed by nicholas hinter H- hit hitner is- heitner H- H- heitner something it- our good friend nick
0: nicholas Hitter. it's
1: mumble mumble <laughs> um which is basically how beowulf sounds to me yeah there we um, go um And he is mainly known for his work as a director of plays and operas. So I think he is bringing that to center Ah, stage, the movie. Um, You know, in in various degrees of success. A little bit of
0: that downtown flavor.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Operas. (laughs) Those downtown operas.
1: Downtown. (laughs) When you're alone and life is making you lonely, (laughs) you can always go to center stage. There it is. Uh, So the movie follows six students at the American Ballet Academy, which is not a real ballet school, but probably... um, supposed to be like the american ballet theater um i wish they had
0: like pulled a mighty ducks and started an american ballet academy
1: well disney needs to get behind this the american
0: ballet academy experience yeah the center stage oh totally yeah right next to avatar
1: ballet dancers fly together (laughs) um so there they train for life as professional dancers get caught up in ballet scandal and get flirty with each other hey the the culmination of their training is a series of workshops um, where professional companies come and potentially offer positions to young dancers. Um, and as a ballet dancer, your career is really like starting in your, your early, you know, your mid to late teens, yeah. and going through maybe until you're in your thirties. Yeah, you've got to narrow. So you got to, to You got to jump. get this locked up now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the stakes are high, basically. Um, our dancers include Jody Sawyer, who's about as ingenue as an ingenue could get, um- <laughs> She's got bad feet and doesn't seem like she'll make it as a professional dancer. Is she so from a
0: small town in the Midwest? She
1: is. She's literally small town Midwest dancer. Gets off the bus. She's like, "Which way to the bright, American Ballet Academy?" Blonde hair. <laughs> very excited about being in the big city for the first time.
0: Doves keep landing on her shoulders exactly. in the middle of her routines. Yeah, it's very she, distracting. It
1: is. She's like, "Where are these birds coming from?" But they're all pigeons. <laughs> yeah. They're all just pigeons. Rats show up. It's like Enchanted, but in ballet. <laughs> it's
0: awful, Snow White. It's disgusting.
1: <laughs> Um, there's Ava Rodriguez who is a tough dancer with a bad attitude but a lot of talent mm-hmm. there's Maureen Cummings ABA darling and technically talented but who is being pushed by her mom into a ballet and struggling with bulimia
0: hashtag dance moms
1: hashtag dance moms um there's eric the gay one sergey the russian one <laughs> End of sentence. and yeah that's really they those are their personalities mm-hmm. um there's charlie sims who's like the boy version of jody um ah. this is probably why charlie likes jody because they're both just real nice normal white people yeah um and Thank God they
0: finally found each other.
1: Exactly. And Jody is into Charlie, but Jody catches the eye of Cooper Nielsen, bad boy professional dancer who wants to choreograph.
0: <laughs> I'm Cooper Nielsen, yeah, professional exactly. dancer. You, you
1: like really can't say his name without saying Cooper Nielsen. Cooper Nielsen. Ballet. Um, so he wants to take choreography away from a company choreographer, Jonathan Reeves, who is not a fan of Cooper and also down on Jody and her Ooh. bad feet.
0: Man, Jonathan Reeves is very negative.
1: He is super negative, but he's played by Peter Gallagher and his great eyebrows. So so a lot is forgiven. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, I just want to see the movie about Peter Gallagher. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shaming all the ballet dancers. Don't we all... (laughs) Uh, so Jody gets swept up by Cooper's bad boy ballet and dances in Cooper's rock ballet workshop <laughs> piece, proving that a love of dance is truly what makes a dancer great.
0: No matter how no, angsty their rock no ballet ma- Yeah, exactly.
1: Is. No matter how weird the hairstyling gets in your ballet. Nice. Um, afterwards, Cooper offers Jody a position in his new bad boy ballet dancer troupe. <laughs> I can't even talk. You're about it. called
0: hashtag dance moms. <laughs> It's ironic. <laughs>
1: There's no moms in here. No. <laughs> um, so Jody accepts his offer but also rejects his offer of continued hookups. Oh. Um, Jody instead chooses Charlie and they make kisses. Um, Ava learns to work hard and dance classical ballet with a good attitude. Nice. Um, Maureen gives up her spot in the workshop to Ava who nails it. Um, She, Charlie, and Eric get spots at the American Ballet Company. Ava, Charlie, and Eric? Eric, Yeah, Ava. I'm sorry. And then uh, Maureen gives up ballet and lives life as a normal college student and hopefully goes on to deal with um, her eating disorder in healthy ways.
0: Does she have a scene where she tearfully confronts her mother?
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 And like she – oh, so I didn't mention this, but she ends up – meeting this guy who was like catering a ballet party and there's like a nice normal guy um Mm -hmm. and is out with their friends and like someone's telling like some kind of dirty joke Mm -hmm. um and she yells at her mom and tells the dirty joke yeah yeah tearfully so it's it is kind of fun actually that's delightful um so yeah everything everything works out for ballet team it seems like a weird
0: screenwriting tick though to be like okay well who's the character who's gonna push a bulimic character to her to her limits a caterer like
1: well no that, push her to a healthy lifestyle. Oh yeah. Oh that's true. Yeah, he's not yeah. pushing her to dance more. He's pushing her to like eat pizza. Be a human. Well, not even pushing. He's just like, "Hey, we're all getting pizza." There it is.
0: Okay, yeah. That's probably good that he's not pushing it. No, he's not
1: like forcing her to eat or anything. <laughs> that crosses a different and line. And he he inspires her to find a life outside of ballet. Nice. Um so there's a, a lot of cast members here, a lot of People with one personality trait. Yeah. Um, we love those kinds of people. But we love those kind of people. Um, so many of these cast members are played by current or formal former ballet dancers, including Jody, um, played by Amanda Scholl. Cooper Nielsen. Uh, played played Cooper, Cooper Nielsen. Bad boy of ballet. <laughs> <laughs> played by Ethan uh, Stifle. Ethan Stifle. Charlie Sims, played by Sasha Radetzky. Um,
0: Who I think has gone on to be in a bunch more stuff, too.
1: Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's an, I, know I recognize he's, her name. Or oh, his? his? No, yeah. Never mind. Okay. Maybe oh, I'm thinking yeah. a different Riddetti. Probably. Yeah. Because um, I'm pretty sure he he is very much a professional ballet person. Got it. Got it. Um, I don't know if he's been in many other movies. I will check that out on the IMDb there and it put is. it in the show notes if he has shown up elsewhere. <laughs> um, there's Ava Rodriguez, who is Zoe Saldana before she went to space with the g- Guardians of the Galaxy. And with Star Trek. Oh, yeah, she that's right. She spends a lot of time she in is, space. She does. It's mm-hmm. all that dancing. It's true. It's, you know, helps She's, her with zero gravity. Yeah,
0: you've got to have a good sense of balance. Yeah, And and, yeah. and
1: obviously fighting people with laser guns.
0: Her inner ear is fantastic. It
1: is. Yeah. It's um, her strongest suit is, as an actor. Yeah. I think this is the first thing that I remember seeing her in. Yeah. So this was very early Saldana. Um, and yeah. she has obviously made her mark
0: She's done A-OK. Yeah.
1: Um, there's Maureen Cummings, plays, played by Susan May Pratt, um, who also showed up in 10 Things I Hate About You, another Ooh. wonderful early 2000s teen movie. Yep. Um, there's Eric, uh, played by Shaquem Evans. And I believe he has done a lot of, like, Broadway stuff. Um nice. So he is not a professional ballet dancer, but I dancer of the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Sergei, uh, played by Ilya Kulik, who is not a dancer, but a professional figure skater.
0: Ah, changing but, it up.
1: Yeah, exactly. It and was, I'm sure like, had like dance training as was, a skater.
0: It was this or Mighty Ducks 3.
1: It was, yeah. he was. It was him or um, uh, what's his name from SNL?
0: <laughs> oh, uh, Danny Tamborelli. <laughs> yeah, they were going to cast <laughs> either
1: Ilya Kulik or Danny Tambrelli, and yeah. they went with Danny Tambrelli, so yeah. he went for at our stage. Instead. Exactly.
0: They, they played Rock, Paper, it's Scissors. It's kind of like
1: how... Um, uh, Carrie Fisher and um uh what's her name from the movie Carrie? Um oh. Sissy Spacek. They they originally had opposite roles, like Sissy Spacek oh. was gonna be in, be Princess Leia. And, and Carrie think, Fisher was gonna be Carrie. Yeah, I think so. Man. I'm, I'm pretty sure maybe I'm making up this movie trivia.
0: No, but, but I like it. Yeah. And I could see it. Yeah, yeah. right. They made the right choice.
1: I think so, as as with this movie. Yeah. Um, there's Jonathan Reeves, the cho- choreographer at ABA, played by Peter Gallagher and his fantastic eyebrows. Hey. Uh Kathleen Donahue, who's a professional dancer at ABA, who left Cooper Nielsen to marry Jonathan oh, Reeves. Cooper Nielsen. Cooper Nielsen. So sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sad with a bad boy ballet dance. Eating
0: pizza alone. <laughs>
1: oh, no, he wouldn't eat pizza. He's a ballet dancer. That's true. <laughs> um, although he does ride a motorcycle without a helmet, which I feel like is a bad call if you're a ballet yeah, dancer, a good, because you're, you deal. need to make sure your body is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Juliet Simone, who is a tough but fair teacher at ABA.
0: Cool, the Professor McGonagall of the ABA.
1: Yeah, played by Maggie <laughs> Smith, obviously.
0: <laughs> I bet Maggie Smith was a great teacher.
1: I, I honestly, I th- I'm sure she was. Yeah. I think she was probably one of those. Tr- I bet triple, Maggie Smith was a great everything. Triple threat, yeah. Maggie Smith, great. Um, Baker, mm-hmm. great. Uh, Poet. Gardener. hmm Rocket scientist. Uh dog groomer. Yeah. Um.
0: Truly one of our
1: greatest gems. Oh, totally. Maggie Smith, we love you. Mm. Uh, some themes from Center Stage. Uh, don't let other people tell you how far you can go. Um, don't tell me what I can't do. Yeah,
0: the John Locke approach. The,
1: yeah, exactly. Jody is the John Locke of the Center Stage universe. She's basically. paralyzed. <laughs> that's a secret <laughs> twist at the end. Yeah, really. She doesn't have bad feet. She's actually been paralyzed, and yeah. ballet has given her magic dance powers.
0: It's true. If she leaves ABA, then she yeah, loses her ability to exactly. walk. Exactly. She really needs to make the cut. Yeah,
1: she. That's the the stakes are high. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but she, you know jonathan and julia tell jody lots of j names here that she can't be a professional dancer because of her body but jody's passion proves them wrong yeah um but also hard work matters um ava is frustrated with the rules at aba but she puts in the time and effort to become a great dancer nice also ballet is full of scandal yes
0: it is cooper has
1: drama with jonathan and kathleen then more drama with jody and charlie okay so maybe cooper is the problem and not ballet but still <laughs> lots
0: of scandal i don't know there was a boston ballet had a there was a secret blog called <gasps> thin and dizzy oh no uh, That was like a trash talking about boston ballet blog um it may still oh, be going i don't Ooh, know but i want to find uh, that and, and it got intense it got real yeah i bet the, and yeah.
1: honestly it's like a lot of very intense schedules very intense mm-hmm. personalities forcing your body to do things that Bodies generally don't do. And
0: with a very small window of, of time for success. Yeah.
1: And very and... limited opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can be a fantastic dancer, but there are only so many solos. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, lots of potential for intense relationships.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, things that I like and think other people will like. Um, the center stage is just cheesy fun. There's scandal and romance and dance. Like, this movie is chock full of teen dance movie goodness. Big emotions. Big emotions not the best actors in the world but it is just super fun are um, the dance sequences good the dance sequences are also great um and as someone who doesn't do professional ballet i have no idea what is actually good but i love me some good dance sequences mm-hmm. um and also i mean there are a lot of professionals here who are doing some great turns and jumps and yeah. have great butts it's so a- <laughs> it's a movie for the uh, Tina belchers in there the world <laughs> butts butts <buts>, butts yeah <laughs> Um, and again, dance drama, so as someone who doesn't do professional ballet, I just love a glimpse into this intense world of art and drama and prettiness and pettiness and scandal.
0: Yeah, it's, you get to have really high personal stakes for all the characters. Oh, yeah. Because it's a world where all the stakes feel very high.
1: Yeah, and, and as an outsider, like, it's already such an intense thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine devoting my life at that young age to this very intense art form, um. My version of that was writing Newsies fanfic, in the and you the went quiet all my, in. I went all in, and there is
0: no more cutthroat world than the world of Newsies fanfic.
1: Ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. The Yahoo groups know what I mean. <laughs> Hashtag 2000, dance moms. like yeah. <laughs> Hashtag dance moms. <laughs> yeah, your mom was really
0: pushing you hard to churn out that Newsies oh, fanfic. Oh, <laughs> totally.
1: <laughs> it's like you can only have. Pizza, if you didn't write another chapter, it's true. I had a lot of pizza,
0: yeah. Oh, good old pizza. Um, uh, uh,
1: so yeah, that can you tell us about the intense world of uh monsters and, and scandal? Intense moms, yeah. Real well, intense, of moms. intense moms. Let's
0: talk a little bit about Beowulf, or as Benjamin Bagney Bagby called him, Beowulf. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? It was. It was, he a was complete... saying that and not having a stroke. I, it's possible, but literally the entire the experience is so surreal and burned into my mind. I think it was actually freshman year, um, because he would be playing along and it would be unintelligible, but then every time he got to a character name, it would be like, Oh, I know where we are at now. So yeah. it would be like, Frothguard. And he was he was into it, you guys. Uh I bet he was. Like if that's your job. Grindle. Yeah, that's
1: his thing. I feel like that's like I'm just imagining Grover doing a recitation of Beowulf. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I'm sure <laughs> there has to
0: be streets done something with
1: that. I hope so.
0: But I really hope Benjamin Bagby, if you're out there, I hope you're still wandering the streets of America, um, the, the highways and byways, performing Old English versions of Beowulf for ungrateful high school audiences. Because it was like, again, one of the one of the events of my high school uh, time in high school that most stands out in my mind. Um so yeah he he obviously made an impact even if we were a bunch of little jerks oh, too. there
1: him. I just I mean I just did a quick Google and there are some YouTube videos nice. with Benjamin Bragg. Right, so well, we will be add those in this. the comments yeah. for sure.
0: Um and yeah listen to how he says names because it's intense. Um so Beowulf is an old English epic Hence all of this talk of Benjamin Bagby, old English hero. Um, It was discovered on a manuscript dated sometime between 975 and 1025 A.D., but there's a lot of uh, belief that it was part of an oral tradition before that, even though the manuscripts that we have are pretty clearly the work of one singular poet, um, who is referred to in the literature as just the Beowulf poet. So that's a cool name.
1: Oh, totally. Uh, Yeah. Mr. Beowulf?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it right. comprises 3,182 alliterative lines of poetry. Um, so they use alliteration to define their metric structures as opposed to, like, rhyming or other techniques. Um, it's considered one of the most important works of old English literature, probably because it has monsters and a dragon and is just, like, the the most metal thing you've ever heard.
1: Oh, um, totally. Yeah. Like, if you actually did a, like, a heavy metal opera version of beowulf that w- that would yeah. make sense
0: yeah it's reading beowulf is kind of like reading the side of a van um a uh of <laughs> not a of a, a i mean i'm trying to think of what the right what is the like right band van. um oh. of like a led zeppelin's air of a led zeppelin roadies airbrushed van like yeah. that's essentially what you're reading or
1: like I'm trying to I even think, think of like
0: something like Led Zeppelin. I'm so disappointed. No, oh, no, but I
1: feel like it's even like more like an ACDC. Yeah, but they of. had all the
0: Viking songs.
1: Did they? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. What, were They, they were Viking? big into Vikings. Like
1: like Tommy? He's not a Viking. No, that was the who. That was the who. That's right. Yeah. No, Led who? Zeppelin.
0: Yeah. Uh, who? Yeah. Oh, Who's God. On? It begins. Um, Who's on the van? But yeah, Beowulf, super metal. Um, basic synopsis. Uh, Beowulf is an epic hero of the Geats of the geatland geats uh geatland being somewhere Aww. in sweden Geet sounds uh, adorable doesn't it it's a really like all of the names in this in this poem are so hardcore except for the geats which is just like oh they've got the geats they, the the they got the geats they got the geats or it sounds like they're a guest star in an episode of doug um
1: oh yeah
0: they're coming from geatland uh So Beowulf comes to the aid of King Hrothgar, whose glorious mead hall, Heroat, is under siege by a monster named Grendel. Again, there's a lot of cool names in this one. Uh, Basically, Hrothgar built this amazing mead hall that people came from from all around to cement his power over the area. And then Grendel started showing up every night and killing Hrothgar's men. So they have all... I mean,
1: if you're a monster and you're getting hunted by all these guys, you're like, I'm just going to wait until they're all drunk. Yeah, at the mead hall or and take them out,
0: and like they're hanging out all night playing their heavy metal music, and you're trying to sleep. Yeah,
1: right. Like, I mean, this is basically me and the people who like fireworks in our neighborhood. That's true. Like, I'm gonna go all Grendel on them someday. It's true.
0: If she ever finds them in their will, mead hall, yeah. It's if be a I problem. find their
1: mead hall, I am taking them down.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, Grendel comes nightly and kills Hrothgar's men, so his mead hall has been abandoned. And Beowulf has heard of this and come to bail Hrothgar out. The poem starts in media race so the grendel attacks have already been ongoing um Beowulf dines with Hrothgar at charming the king and his wife, Wealthyow, and running afoul of Unferth, who's one of the king's men, who thinks that Beowulf isn't really all Mm -hmm. that. Um, Unferth tries to step to Beowulf by making fun of him for losing this swimming race that he was participating in, but Beowulf was like, actually I lost it because the guy next to me was getting attacked by sea monsters and I stopped to kill them. Uh, And so he basically dunks on Unferth with his own own storytelling. Oh, Uh, I'm
1: imagining that gif of the
0: um, the group of guys under the tree yeah like exactly and yeah.
1: that one guy coming up will will yeah. put that in the show so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a visual medium <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but yeah unfurth gets dunked on and feels appropriately shamed um, that night beowulf and his men sleep in Herot. Uh grendel shows up and promptly eats one of beowulf's men because i guess beowulf decided mm. not to sleep too close to the door. Um, but then tries to grab the next sleeping dude and eat him. But guess what? It's Beowulf, who's naked, um, because he decides that he doesn't want to have any weapons on him when he fights be- fights Grendel. Right. So they because start wrestling. the only
1: weapon should be my naked body. Well,
0: he's a black belt in karate, so his entire body <laughs> is, is a licensed is the weapon. the
1: most <laughs> 80s metal thing ever. It really is.
0: My body is a weapon. Um, <laughs> I'm so, yeah. a black
1: belt in karate.
0: Uh, he rips Grendel's arm off. Uh, Grendel runs away back to his lair and promptly dies. Um, Hrothgar and his men all come back in and celebrate, uh, but their joy is short-lived because the next night Grendel's mom shows up. Hashtag dance mom.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Is understandably furious and kills a bunch of guys. Beowulf and his men track her down through the swamp, Beowulf dives down into a lake to her lair, but not before being given a powerful sword by Unferth, who has seen the error of his ways and decided that Beowulf is, in Aww. fact, all that.
1: <gasps> oh, now they're friends. Yeah. It's like unlikely buddies that eventually come together. Essentially. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, he and may not still like out. Beowulf, but he respects him.
1: And then maybe they make out. Maybe just a little bit. I think that's in the um, original translation. There is
0: some rampant homoeroticism throughout this. Well, because there
1: is like. It's just literally, oily, naked dudes yeah. fighting people. Yeah. Oh, exactly. It's like yeah. there's one lady. And then Grendel's mom.
0: Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, Beowulf finds Grendel's mom and they fight. Unferth's sword is completely useless against her. <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> that's
1: what she said. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, but Beowulf finds a better one down in the lair and cuts her head off, then finds Grendel's corpse and cuts its head off too, because I guess insult to injury brings it back to Hrothgar. Um, They have a big party, and Beowulf heads back to Geatland. And then, smash cut, 50 years later. It's
1: like the sequel, but it's the same story. Yeah,
0: exactly. It just keeps going. Um, A slave in Geatland who is looking for treasure to include in a burial mound steals a golden cup from the hoard of a local dragon.
1: rule number one of stealing from dragons, don't do it.
0: Right, just don't. Don't step to the dragon. Especially,
1: what, cup? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah,
0: just a cup. Really? Just a cup. But dragons notoriously know everything that's in their of horse. Of course. And so that dragon, he gets a little mad, you guys. Starts terrorizing the countryside and Beowulf is like, hey y'all, I got it. Takes his men to go and fight, but is overmatched and his men are killed, or many of his men are killed. But the rest of them run away, but Beowulf goes back to fight the dragon again, this time joined by Wiglaf, who's sort of like his protege and the only man willing to go with him.
1: He's in the, say, by the bell, the new class.
0: He basically, yeah. yeah. He's like, it's like they were trying to rotate in a new cast member after. Yeah. Unfurth like went off and got his own spinoff sitcom that bombed. Oh no! Um, yeah, but uh, so Wiglaf comes in uh, and they have a fight with the dragon. Beowulf has like uses his shield to get close to the dragon, and the dragon's pouring fire on the shield, and it's super hot. And again, this is the side of a van somewhere. that's oh, totally. I'm
1: I'm actually picturing it as that. Final fight scene in Disney's Sleeping Beauty. Essentially, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and Beowulf kills the dragon, but is himself killed in the process. He says some badass dying words to Wiglaf before dying and sort of passes on his glory and awesomeness to Wiglaf, who's the last awesome guy in Geatland.
1: Oh, um, the last awesome guy in Geatland. Yeah. Title of my memoir.
0: And they have like a little bit of, a, of an epilogue, both where they're mourning Beowulf and the Geats are also like, well, I guess this is kind of it for us. Bye, everybody. And Wiglaf
1: <laughs> is like, no, I'm still here. <laughs> and, and they're they, like, bye, everybody. Like no, we
0: say goodbye. <laughs> uh, they tried real hard, but then they became Sweden, so it worked out okay for them.
1: Keetland, Keetland, Keetland—that's the country for me. It's it's like in the Monty Python. Oh thing. yes, Finland. Yeah.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it's Sweden. And...
1: Yeah. But still, It's the Nordic. It's countries. all it's all Nordic. Yeah, They're all the, real all those Nords, blonde and pretty. running around up there. Yeah, right. They're
0: all one race in the Elder Scrolls games, and that's all you need to know. Wow. They're all the Nords.
1: That's, I'm sure where Jody Sawyer comes from. <laughs> Probably. <Aww. laughs>
0: um,. So, the characters in Beowulf, there is Beowulf, your titular character, all the muscle of a Chris Hemsworth and all the self-effacing charm and humility of a Chris Christie. Uh, Beowulf, yep. <laughs> Beowulf spends a lot of time hanging out talking about how great he is. And he's right most of the time, but it still is a little annoying. Um, there's Hrothgar. Anthony Hopkins played him in the movie version, and that pretty much nails it. Yeah. Um, you know, lov- loving and lovable, but largely ineffective leader. Um Aww.
1: Yeah, I mean. Anthony Hopkins led pretty well as... As a cannibal killer in oh
0: cannibal killer that yeah. second part is very important.
1: Well, no, he was a cannibal in South. Oh, right, of the in Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't like
0: he wasn't inspiring the troops. He
1: inspired Jodie Foster yeah, to go true. kill the other... Killer. And he
0: inspired that guy in the cell next to him to kill himself. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: he's maybe a, a pretty let's, motivational let's guy. let not the end shame Anthony Hopkins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. I'm sorry, Hannibal Lecter. I didn't mean it. Um, and man, does he know his wine pairings. Um, there's Wealthy Owl, the queen of Herorot. Uh, she's the girl.
1: She sure is a girl.
0: Yep. She's gracious and queenly and just kind of floats separately from all of the unironic, unaware homoeroticism of the rest of the poem. Um, she's
1: sitting off to the side like you know giving that like direct glance into the camera mm-hmm. yeah she's the Jim Halper <laughs> yes. of the Beowulf
0: universe <laughs> I would love to see that so all these dudes are just hanging out and drinking and she's like we could just go to a different mead hall
1: we could just kill the monsters and not get wasted every night yeah, and they're no. like I don't think so it's You're a lady. Mead hall you okay? don't understand lady we're
0: supposed to have mead it's a mead hall what and else is like, it here for
1: well I guess if you all die then I'm the king that's so true. I'll just wait this out just gonna wait
0: it out Backfire. Sorry, yes. Wealthy Owl. Um There's Unferth, who totally doesn't have a crush on Beowulf or anything. He's so emo. Uh, I hate you, but
1: I love you. That's
0: true. There's Grendel, who's an angry troll. Grendel's mom, who's the sequel to Grendel. Or a the, prequel? No, she's the sequel. I mean, she generates him, but then it's like, now, he, now, it's, now it's bigger back. or better. Although, like a, if we're going by Friday the 13th logic, she's the first movie and Grendel's the second movie. Yeah. But... Only if it actually turned out that the, if they also went by Fast and the Furious logic and found out that uh, later that the later movies actually happened before the first movies.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. And that Grendel's mom was played by The Rock? Yeah. I I'd would be cool with that. that. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, as opposed to uh, Angelina Jolie, which we'll talk about later.
1: That was from, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um and then there's the dragon who's the ultimate sequel, uh final boss, and just wants his cup back, you guys. Wait,
1: seriously, you took a cup.
0: Yeah, just give it back. Just give it back. You, don't you need stole, it.
1: You, you shoplifted. It's for a burial
0: mound. The guy's already dead.
1: The Oh, the am not the dragon. No, not the dragon.
0: Yeah. The dragon's very much well, after Beowulf, yes. Um and then there's Wiglaf, who's like the neo Beowulf. Uh he's the Eliza Hamilton to Beowulf's Alexander. Aww. He tells his story and probably yeah. starts like a Viking orphanage.
1: Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, that dragon left a lot of orphans. That is true. Gotta train them into geets.
1: Yeah, but then Swedes.
0: Then Swedes. Eventual oh,
1: Swedes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, themes and fun stuff from
1: Beowulf. Um,
0: the Joys of Adventure Storytelling. Um, this is an epic that actually feels like an epic. Um, it has a pretty full, fun arc to it, and it holds together in a way that I personally was not expecting the first time that I read it. It's a pretty, um, again, unlike a lot of oral tradition stories, this was all the work of one poet and so it actually hangs together and it feels very despite having three very distinct stages to it it feels incredibly cohesive
1: and it's actually pretty fun to read like when i think i read it in college i was like oh man here we go this is Mm -hmm. gonna be some real like boring old english stuff i was a great english major guys um (laughs) but it's fun yeah you're like hey we're fighting monsters also there's a dragon that's so cool it's
0: a rollicking adventure and even like like so many older texts, it's a lot of people sitting around and telling stories, but they're telling stories about fighting monsters. Yeah. Like, it's all exciting, cool stuff. Um, there's a lot in it about what makes a good leader. Um, Hrothgar gives a big sort of sermon after Grendel's mother is killed about how Beowulf should treat his men well. Um, Beowulf doesn't particularly listen. Um Late, uh, you know. Later on, I feel like it's got. You can read it with an eye towards toxic masculinity. Uh, Beowulf gets too old to really be facing a dragon, but he does anyway, and it gets him killed. There's a lot of like what's being bound by duty and expectation, and what you need to do in order to succeed as a human. Um, none of the the dudes in the book realize that they're subject to toxic, toxic masculinity, no. but who does really? Yeah, right. You know, these sorts of societal pressures.
1: That is true. I mean, uh, this is also. A problem that current men are facing and Mm -hmm. why guys don't think that they should be feminists. But feminism is for everyone.
0: Absolutely. I personally felt a lot of pressure to go out and kill dragons. But you know what? Dragons are just looking to shake up the social order.
1: And also, maybe you shouldn't... Steal a cup from a dragon and then kill the dragon when the dragon gets mad because you're actually the thief.
0: It's true. That's the ultimate mansplaining. Yeah. Well, actually, dragon, actually, I needed this I, cup yeah, for my burial Yeah, it's basically mount. my cup. It's a very cultural thing that I'm doing, and so you just don't understand, dragon. Yeah, here read and this the pamphlet.
1: dragon is like, no, that was definitely my cup. Yeah, so that it's was appropriation called and called mansplaining. Dragon appro- appropriation. Oh no. Yeah. Moment Jeez. of silence for poor dragon. I know, um, right? I'm on the dragon side.
0: Yeah. I feel like you're typically on the dragon side. That is true.
1: I am always on the dragon side. Like, if you, I am on the dragon side in Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Like, sorry, just let her go, let sorry, Prince let her, Philip. Let her let her let her take a nap. 11? Let the woman sleep. Well, no, oh well.
0: She's she's keeping the the prince from waking her up.
1: That's true. Dragons
0: like she is just sleeping. She's napping. <laughs> <laughs> um. Beowulf also has a lot of, in the pages, there's a tension of a Christian society telling a pagan story. Uh, There are Christian illusions built in throughout the poem, but it's using a source story that has obviously been passed down from a much older society. So it's Uh. things like Grendel is explained as being descended from Cain. Like there's weird biblical illusions that are built in. And sort of like, they're almost like ornamental, but I guess it's in keeping with whoever the church was at that time. It's
1: kind of like how... You know, Christmas is Christmas because I needed to have a holiday right, around, around then. this time. Yeah.
0: So they just used the parts that they had laying around. Um, and along with that, there is sort of endless room for interpretation and debate in Beowulf because it has that very sim- simple, uh, simplistically complex style of story and of language. And so you can read a lot of stuff into it, which is why it's a great thing to read as an English major, because you can make pretty much any argument you want to about it. And someone will agree with you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, so that's Beowulf. It's an old book, yeah, sure. everybody should read it or watch YouTube videos of Benjamin Bagby reading,
1: yeah, it. which we you know then you'll we'll put that on there, and all you English majors can write your essays based on that,
0: exactly, uh, and how little you understood. Old English is a weird language, you guys.
1: It's, it's like Muppets are talking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly like Muppets. Um, so we got these two very similar pieces of text.
1: Totally. Uh,
0: where are thematic crossovers on these?
1: Um, I'm going to go first with uh, toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, because, um, yeah, like Cooper Nielsen and uh, Jonathan Reeves are both real intense boys. bros in the world of ballet. Yeah.
0: They're such unfurths. Oh, dude, you're such an yeah. unfurth. Oh,
1: dude. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's like people, guys who are in control in this world and and, feel very entitled to their control. Yeah.
0: And being locked into a role, I feel like like you have to keep one upping yourself. You have to keep looking for glory. You know,
1: that's true. There's
0: only one position for uh, only lead dancer or or lead, lead hero
1: of the realm. Lead monster killer.
0: Yeah. Lead monster killer. Um, I feel like Grendel probably just wanted to dance.
1: Oh, no, he was like, woohoo, guys, let's have some karaoke. And they're like, oh, God, it's a monster. And he's like, no. No, no, a monster of the dance floor. Yeah. Just trying to do thriller. Oh, totally.
0: It'd be like if Michael Jackson showed up in that video and everybody screamed and ripped his arm off. Oh,
1: God, no. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Michael Jackson is a very relevant reference here because in um, Cooper Nielsen's Bad Boy Ballet, uh-huh. um, it opens with Michael Jackson's um, The Way You Make Me Feel. Oh, there it is. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Official thematic crossover. Yeah. Michael Jackson. Yeah. End statement. Um, yeah. I feel like that's all there.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know... Um, Teamwork, De- teamwork, dedication to your craft. Yeah. Whether that craft is ballet or monster killing, monster, monster killing. Yep. Uh, um, and that um, eventually the next generation will take over. Yeah, like, you, you only got so much time to make yeah, your accomplishments. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Eventually, um, Wiglaf comes along, and yeah. you know is is the next generation.
0: And you know, living forever through your art.
1: Yeah, that There's is true. The Beowulf poet. And also Everybody the,
0: knows that guy now.
1: This is, you know, both Center Stage and Beowulf are perhaps not the deepest of stories, mm-hmm. um, but there sure are a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: and they're cultural artifacts. They tell us yeah. a lot about their respective times. Exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, how about the actual physical crossover? How do these two worlds collide?
1: Very interesting question. Yeah. Um, I.
0: You look like you've done some thought. Well, no, about I this.
1: actually Googled to see if there is a Beowulf ballet,
0: Ooh, which I feel there like would are. be
1: really cool. Aren't are there? there?
0: I, I thought there were. I
1: didn't. I, there are operas, not yeah, ballets. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm. I didn't find any ballets, but I feel like that would be really awesome. Yeah, totally. Um, so, you know, what if one of the final workshop pieces in Center Stage was a Beowulf ballet? Sure. Um, but we're going to magic this up a little bit. Uh-huh. And as they are kind of training with this very intense. Dance, yeah. Um, that they they really start getting into character. So
0: it becomes like like a wishbone episode. It becomes a wishbone episode. <laughs> Actually, no, we're just gonna triple over this. Jody is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> a paralyzed dog.
1: I'm just gonna say, I would love that. Oh my god, a little Jack Russell Terrier with the.
0: Dancing interpret, doing an interpretive dance of kill, of ripping a monster's arm off. I would
1: love that. Yeah. Oh my god! And Sergei plays the, the, the like Grendel. Yeah. And so he's great. just get running around with his little <laughs> dog with his little wheels right behind
0: him. Oh my! That what is a... the
1: story? Wait, what how is do you the say... story?
0: Wishbone. You... No know one knows.
1: How do you say what well, is the story? Wishbone. <laughs> wishbone. Wishbone. <laughs>
0: Wishbone. Wishbone. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, actually, making it a wishbone episode is the solution to ninety percent of the crossovers on this on this podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. When i in
1: doubt. Throw a tiny dog in there. Yeah.
0: I like to think so. Yeah. They're doing this ballet and they're like, this is going to be the final workshop, but they're doing it. And it's like, it's because Jody was practicing one night. And suddenly in the back of the room, there was like this old guy who came in and he was like, I have the next dance for you. And he like presents <gasps> this manuscript of. I'm just going to imagine that it's
1: and a comes in. Yeah. As, but in like, a cameo. But yeah, in yeah. a hood or yeah. something. With
0: like, a, with the Viking horns poking yeah. out and like a big fur cloak. Yeah. And hands her this manuscript. And she's like, and music. gosh,
1: what is this? I don't know.
0: And it like, she opens it and it glows a little bit. Yeah. But then, and she's like, thank you very much, mister. And he's gone. Yeah. Um. But so they because start. Because
1: dancers are light on their feet.
0: Yeah. And they start performing it. But then all of a sudden, like, yeah, it's like they're, they're catching glimpses. It's getting a little black swan. For yeah, a exactly. Bit. Um, and then for the performance, all of a sudden things are Things happening. get real weird. Yeah. But the
1: audience loves it. Oh, yeah.
0: They go nuts. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of them get eaten by Grendel. But
1: then they're like, hey, I just think it's part of the show. Yeah.
0: I'm contributing to
1: art. Exactly mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's their major donors. Major blood donors. Uh-oh. Was that a pun? I can't tell if that sort was a of, pun or yeah, not. Sort of, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I think Beowulf Alley, but things get real, I think, is definitely yeah. Um. Alternately... I think we could go the other way mm-hmm. and have so you know hrothgar things slow down a little bit after grendel gets killed and you're looking for ways to make your mead hall stand out above the crowd yeah. uh, you know maybe attract some more geeks to come back yeah and i went back to Geatland. everything's
1: safe now yeah uh. and so hey why
0: not start a dance academy? Oh, totally. Let some Vikings. For
1: traditional Viking dances. Absolutely. We and need in... to pass down our art. Yeah.
0: And in true Body Keeps the Score th- uh, theory building, you know, you've got a lot of tra- traumatized yeah. um, Hrothgarians and Geats who okay. need to dance out some of their experiences Definitely. to be able to process them in a safe space. Yeah. So, you know, I think that you get a lot of Vikings doing a lot of ballet and just sort of getting in touch
1: with what so, made them who they I are. I feel like maybe that is what Unferth really wants. Absolutely. yeah. Like, actually doesn't want to be a stabby viking no, hero he, he wants, wants to, to dance. dance
0: he's got stories to tell yeah and he doesn't need and beowulf of... counteracting his stories no
1: exactly his was way he's better right and he can hook up with eric because they're both gay oh yeah absolutely there I we think, go
0: i think yes unfurth is absolutely gay yeah um yeah he's 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 gay for beowulf he's gay for eric they're absolutely together kiss your face is done
1: kiss your face uh, is is starting that is yeah, the top that's a, yeah
0: the top number one with a bullet Unfirth and Eric. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh mm-hmm. does Wealthy Al end up with anybody who will actually appreciate her? I um, mean, she likes the bad boys.
1: She does. Um, but I feel like uh Sergei actually might be a good yeah, match for the her. Russian. Yeah, because he's in the background. He's used lo- to the cold. He's yeah, he's really used to the cold. Mm-hmm. He's a perfectly nice guy. It's true. It's <laughs> like,
0: perfectly pleasant. Yeah.
1: So yeah. um, yeah, I feel like in the way that um what's her name? Uh well Wealthy Al. Wealthy um, hangs out in the background. Sergey does as well. Yeah. So they can...
0: They have a lot of snarky Jim Halpert-style talks. Yeah. He's, he's her Pam.
1: Oh, yeah. He would be a good Pam. Aww. I think otherwise I would say Eva has that attitude. So uh, maybe Wealthy Al and Eva can like you know um complain with each other about yeah, how everything best yeah okay so maybe they're best buddies yeah they're hanging
0: off on the corner snarking yeah but then yeah i think it's a pam and jim thing between will Thiao and uh and sergey yeah for sure um yeah i think hrothgar and peter gallagher um if they don't get together they can certainly just hang out i feel like hrothgar yeah, well, that's... has some epic eyebrows
1: Oh, totally. But yeah, yeah, I can see them as the best buddies because they're both guys in control who mm-hmm. are slowly losing their control. Yeah, for um, sure. And also Wealthy Owl and um, Kathleen, who is the dancer who left um, Cooper to marry Jonathan. Mm-hmm. She understands the politics of yep. being in this um, situation. Yeah.
0: I feel like Jody and Wiglaf probably can get along a little bit.
1: Oh yeah, I, I think. Like. Um, but I'm gonna say, like, again, yeah, like Jody does like a bad boy. So yeah. I think I we could make this a um, a, lo- steal, a love steal Jody a a from love Charlie. Square? <laughs> I, love
0: squ- I love rompus.
1: Yes. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel
0: like Beowulf could just straight up steal Jody from Charlie. Like literally, just punch him in the face. Yeah, right. And, You know, and she's into it.
1: But Charlie, I mean, yeah, ballet dancers are real tough. Yeah. they are made of muscle.
0: Yeah, but if Beowulf gets his hands on you,
1: oh yeah. But I mean, you know.
0: Grendel made of a lot of muscles. Really? Still got his arm ripped off. Is he? I mean, he killed a lot of dudes. Yeah,
1: but... He's got something going on. He's got something.
0: <laughs> Man, you're nagging Grendel.
1: Yeah, but I, I mean, it's not like this, this Grendel, monster's real you're tough. you're not
0: made of muscles. <laughs>
1: Obviously. I mean, yeah. You got some bone in
0: there. It's true. Um, yeah, I mean, does Grendel get any love in this? It's interspecies, which is weird. True.
1: Because he's think, kind of a troll. Well... Maybe it's not love, but friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to put Maureen and Grendel in a friendship oh, because yeah. they both have real intense moms.
0: It's true. They just need to get out from under mom's thumb a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly.
1: And maybe that's the thing. Maybe Grendel was feeling a lot of pressure mm-hmm. to go kill a bunch of people. To
0: keep the family business Yeah, alive. exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe Grendel and, and Maureen can support each other and oh, be like yeah. you know what we actually don't need to be part of these toxic environments no we can go out. to college
0: it's true get grendel some pt for that missing arm yeah
1: and, and know, get maureen into therapy for her eating disorder
0: grendel can go to culinary school oh it's all he wants just to, to cook up vikings <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> he loves mead
0: it's true he does love mead um yeah i feel like those are some good pairings uh battledome Um,
1: Well, I think I'm going to say Cooper and Beowulf. Yeah, because they're yeah they are both very used to being the best of the best. Yeah, they're bad boys. Yeah, and they would just fight.
0: They and they would just keep fighting.
1: They would continue. Yeah,
0: long past the point of it being interesting.
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah, it would be bad. Um, I'm going to say um, let's say Grendel's mom and um, Eva. Um Is just that a, as Marine's as mom? as no, no as uh Zoe Saldana. oh because yeah they're they're tough ladies, yeah,
0: that's true, they're getting stuff done, yeah, yep, but um, I think they
1: would they would come up against each other, yeah,
0: and I think the moms would also would get along, and that's the best buddies, so yeah I don't mind um. But they might also both think that their progeny was the stronger one, and so they might come to blows over it.
1: That's true. And then Maureen and Crandall would be like, well, I guess our moms are dead.
0: Yep, I guess they killed each other. Oh, well. Let's go drink. Yep. Mead, specifically. <laughs> yes, because that's all we have. <laughs> that, that's all we have in this in this ancient time. So has the dance, if we're taking the center stage approach, has the dance transported them back into Geatland?
1: Um, like, like, do
0: they finish the performance and they're stuck back in time? <laughs>
1: Oh no! I think it brings Geetland to the contemporary times. Ah,
0: I see, crashing. Yeah. in. Yeah,
1: it's again. It's much more Black Swan. Yeah, where I like things it. are happening now. Um, yeah, and there's death all over. And it's crazy. It's totes things crazy. get intense. Yeah,
0: Vikings. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like all of the backup dancers get to be friends with all the backup Vikings.
1: Yeah, and and so many of them die.
0: So many of them die. Oh man. Yeah. Hey, you know this is keeping our sports summer going.
1: Yeah. That's true. Well,
0: I mean ballet is a is, is a, an a very an artistic athletic sport.
1: Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So you've got to be made of muscle.
0: Yeah, and being a Viking, like that sports all the time.
1: Also made of muscle. hmm If if Thor has taught us anything.
0: It's true. Oh Thor. Um yeah. I think any any outliers on these pairings? They're they're fairly small cast pieces. That is true,
1: yeah. Um Yeah, I think I think we've hit most people. Oh, the dragon.
0: Who's the dragon's friends with?
1: Um who? I'm gonna say the dragon and uh Juliet Simone, tough but fair teacher at ABA.
0: Yeah. Who at center in center stage would get most mad if you stole a cup from them?
1: Um
0: Pop quiz, hotshot. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> I am gonna say either Eva, mm-hmm. um, because again, she, she's she's really hardcore. Yeah, she'll cut you. Or um, Jonathan Reeves because he likes things the way he likes them yeah
0: let's say Eva like yeah. Eva and the dragon Eva's gonna be friends with everybody because everybody's got some some tood
1: that is true Beowulf. and like I would follow her
0: oh absolutely um so yeah I think we've got some some solid crossovers I want to watch this ballet happen I yeah see right Zanagan's like get eaten
1: I I legit want to watch a Beowulf ballet
0: heck yeah actually a Viking ballet in general
1: right like wouldn't that be awesome because you could work in all the fighting like yeah. the monster would be real cool oh yeah um, and again, everybody's made of muscle. So
0: make this happen. We should submit to Thin and Dizzy, the secret Boston ballet blog, and just like start a grassroots campaign.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, come on, guys. You know you want this. <laughs> I think
0: they'd be super excited about it, but then they also might make fun of our podcast, and I'd be scared of that.
1: Oh, so, that's true. So maybe don't tell them about us, guys. Oh, guys, Keep we're it between fragile. Us. Yeah, I like pizza too much.
0: We need new, we need nurturing. Um, and hey, if people want to nurture their impulse to access more things like Center Stage, Annie. What should they do?
1: Oh, I've got some great um, dancey movie TV f- recommendations for you. Mm-hmm. There's Dance Academy, which is basically the Australian TV version of Center Stage, except the script is script is generally better, and you just love all the kids. Um, really, try not to binge on this, because it's impossible. Yeah, you cannot. You, you cannot. failed yeah. already. Already. You've already done it. You watched the it. whole thing. You just watched it right now. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Um, there's... It's
0: the year 2043. <laughs> You've been asleep for that long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> grendel is president
0: roboloids have conquered america
1: <laughs> wishbone hey. is everywhere it's Compulsory actually reviewer yeah Aww. actually
0: roboloids and wishbone i can live with that yeah
1: right like that would be kind of better than what we're dealing with right now and
0: grendel has a surprisingly progressive platform
1: he does because he um is disabled without it's his true. arm yep um, He's pro accessibility yeah um pro
0: protection of the marshlands
1: right very environmental yes very much um I guess yeah wants to support um families yeah
0: has some pretty radical notions on sustainable farming
1: he's very against to- toxic masculinity
0: mm-hmm. very much look at what it did to him yeah exactly he speaks from experience
1: totally so grendel uh twenty, forty something three.
0: three yeah well by then the years have all started to blur together a little yeah bit. right <laughs> big changes are coming anywho um so
1: yeah dance academy watch that um there's fame uh, the movie from the 80s not the remake the remake is garbage uh this features not only dance students but also singers and actors and musicians at an arts high school in new york um this is actually pretty gritty like there's no cheesiness here except i'm gonna live forever
0: yeah it's a little cheesy
1: but feels yeah um, there's Save the Last Dance, another early 2000s teen dance movie featuring Julia Stiles as a ballet dancer who moves to the south side of Chicago and learns hip hop from the swoony Sean Patrick Thomas.
0: Oh, good Lord. That, that was I a mean, movie. When you put it like that. <laughs> no, that was literally a
1: movie. Ooh, um, but Carrie Washington is in it, too. Yay. She's awesome. <laughs> Um, There's Step Up, which is like Save the Last Dance in Reverse, in which Channing Tatum takes his street dancing talents to a ballet school. Ah. And Channing Tatum is far more talented than he has any right to be. Yep.
0: Charisma like, out the wazoo. Yeah.
1: If you look like that and then you can dance really well and also are really funny and can act, like, you were just a real good in a past life. Yeah.
0: I do not know that I have seen you enjoy – or I have – heard about you enjoying a movie more than when you watched Magic Mike. Yeah, recently. like, I
1: mean, that is not exactly a pairing for Save the Last Dance. No. I feel like that that's a different movie for a different time. If you a, want a
0: saucier take.
1: But, like, it was so well done. And I, I don't think I'd ever seen Channing Tatum in anything before that. And I thought, oh, well, he's kind of beefcakey looking. This will be fine. Yeah. And then I was like, Channing Tatum should be my new best friend. Amen. Yeah. So, Channing Tatum, if you're looking for a new best friend, let me know.
0: Send applications, please. Yeah.
1: Um, and not about dance, but uh, there's Pitch Perfect, because a cappella is like the ballet of the college vocal world, right? Essentially, yeah. Um, and it has the same feelsy approach to a group of young people coming together to perform and learn about themselves with a the big competition at the end. Nice. Also kind of cheesy and fun, but delightful. And for your reading experience, there is Tiny Pretty Things by Sona Chirapatra Cher- uh, and Danielle Clayton. And the sequel, Shiny Pretty Things, um, which are about three young dancers at a competitive ballet school, um, definitely heavier on Scandal than Center Stage. Scandal! Yeah, but, like, super fun. Nice. Um, there's Point by Brandy Colbert about a young ballet dancer dealing with trauma after her kidnapped friend returns home. Ooh. Um Yeah, very much more serious. Also um, a good title. Yeah, oh, really good. Um, And... Yeah, like this is this is not cheesy ballet fun. But mm-hmm. it also has very much to do with ballet and um the the physical effects of being in that highly competitive world. For sure. Um and there's Up to This Point by Jennifer Longo about a young dancer whose dreams fall apart. Oh no. So the dealing with that kind of pressure yeah. as a as a person in this very intense art form.
0: Man. Yeah. So if you want to go grimdark.
1: Yeah, like so. Basically, all of these are like much darker than center stage. I
0: guess it's harder for books to hit that that pro- appropriate Veggie. amount of cheese.
1: I guess I mean they I'm sure they're they're out there, but I generally read things that have so more Nima. trauma in them <laughs> so good job guys yeah um, trauma but yeah all of these are still really fun and enjoyable yeah um so yeah how about uh the beowulf sure for really
0: recommendations um it's a lot of anglo-saxon centric stuff uh but um if you're the first thing to do is find the right translation of it and i cannot recommend seamus heaney's enough um it's brilliant um it's beautiful i mean it's seamus heaney so his Both grasp of and use of the language Mm -hmm. are so deep and profound and musical. Um, The whole book starts with so, which is like the greatest first sentence ever. So, Um, so, so, like I was saying. um, Yeah, it's just wonderful. And uh, it's a wonderful um, intro into Seamus Heaney's work as well, if you've ever read his poetry. Oh, you should definitely read his poetry. He's fantastic. Oh, yes. Um. There is the book *Grendel* by John Gardner. Um, this was Lil Walt's first brush with postmodernity in high school. Um, it is essentially a novel uh, written from the perspective of Grendel, the character, and as he comes, uh, sort of in, uh, comes face to face with sort of nihilistic and fatalistic philosophies. Um, the thing that I remember the most about this book is its portrayal of Unferth actually um because yeah. he's uh it, you know it takes it does a lot of the storytelling about the story before Beowulf shows up Beowulf shows up like towards the end of the book um and so it's a lot of how I Randall I guess the story ends pretty quickly Yeah, I mean it that. moves pretty fast once once Beowulf comes um, But, so it's a lot of Grendel interacting with Hrothgar and his court, um, and Unferth just keeps trying to kill him, and at a certain point, Grendel realizes that he's desperate for it, and just starts, like, making fun of him, basically, and, like, humiliating him. And it's really, like, it's very visceral, maybe when you're a a high school sophomore, especially. Well, that
1: that actually feels much more... That
0: feeling of impotent humiliation is omnipresent. Um, And
1: also people taking advantage of the desperation that they sense in others
0: yes for sure um so yeah but it is really uh i remember it having a very major effect on me as a reader um so i would recommend going and checking it out for the lighter side of things there's how to train your dragon we already talked about it but it's got it's Vikings. Awesome. it's got dragons things turn out better for everybody so go check that out
1: i feel like how to train your dragon really is the contemporary beowulf
0: <laughs> it is I think it'll last about as long, too.
1: I think so. Yeah. It's fantastic.
0: hmm Created by the How to Drain Your Dragon poet. No one knows their name. So, there are dragons. <laughs> um... When I was in college, uh, as at the sort of epitome of my literal, liberal arts-iness, uh, one semester, I took both a movement course in the drama department and a medieval Icelandic folklore class in the English department. And you
1: use both every day. True,
0: putting that degree to good use. Um, but we read some really cool stuff in the medieval Icelandic folklore class, uh, including a bunch of the old sagas, uh, my favorite of which, which I actually reread two years ago and enjoyed thoroughly. Uh, it's called Njáls Saga, N-J-A. Um, It is both an interesting look into the politics and social life of Iceland during the medieval eras, um, but also like a kind of cool rollicking saga. Um, The language is, I think, to say unadorned is generous. It is incredibly straightforward. Things just kind of happen. People get murdered in the middle in like one sentence and then it keeps going from there. But,
1: you know, Um, it was all early.
0: It's true. And you get really cool names. And uh, I don't know. I, I found it sort of a... Kind of meditative to read because you just kinda of go from moment to moment. Uh and Njal is a cool dude.
1: Hey Njal. Um, hey Njall. That's the the Friday night lights North medieval <laughs> <laughs> Icelandic folklore crossover.
0: Yes now I want that to happen yep um I have not read it yet but Neil Gaiman just came out with a book uh, about Norse mythology called Norse mythology uh which I suspect would have a lot of lovely Anglo-Saxon flavor to it um and from what I have heard is really wonderful and it's Neil Gaiman he's cool um you can
1: also reference American Gods now
0: I can talk about American Gods yeah um read that or read that watch it on the show watch the show um they're both great they deal with the sort of mythological underpinnings a lot Beowulf doesn't get name dropped yet I guess but um they're still infused by a lot of the same traditions and
1: uh, I guess there are no gods in Beowulf
0: that's true no gods but men yeah, and monsters and
1: dragons and dragons.
0: Um, J.R.R. Tolkien actually wrote one of the first poetic analyses of Beowulf, um, sort of looking at. Of course he did. Of course, nerd. what a nerd. Um, Looking at the language and poetry of it as a literary text, as opposed to just a historical document. Um, I believe it's called Beowulf, Grendel, and the Monsters, uh, something like that. Um, and so Tolkien obviously has a lot of stake in this kind of and this era of storytelling. So check his stuff out too. Lord of the Rings. Hey. Um, And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Watch the movie of Beowulf by Robert Zemeckis that came out like seven years ago now. Uh It is absolutely bonkers and insane. Uh, It is way closer to a good bad movie than a good good movie. And it's from Robert Zemeckis' creepy all CGI all the time super dead eyes phase. Just
1: give it up. Like actors are there for you, dude. Mm -hmm. Hire them. Yeah. Film
0: them. But. In its just sort of totally bonkers madness, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I had a lot of fun watching this movie and imagining all of the terribly inaccurate high school papers that are going to be written based on it. Oh, totally. Um, and like the sexual relationship between Beowulf and Grendel's mother and stuff. Um, yeah, Ew. Yeah, well, it's Angelina Jolie. She's, uh, and and I forget who plays Beowulf. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is interesting to is see it a John movie. Is Maybe, Probably. It's a very Sean Beanie type. Yeah,
1: right? And then he dies. So. Well, Yeah, of you know. course.
0: Um, but yeah, it is it is interesting to see a movie try to take these three very uh, specific and isolated stories of like Grendel, Grendel's mother and the dragon and try to weave an overarching narrative on it. I think actually Neil Gaiman wrote the script or, or oh. uh, consulted on the script. And so it makes a very oh, – yeah. Yeah, That's it, accurate. It makes a very noble effort to bring these into one single story and also touch on some interesting themes. And it doesn't really work. But I had a lot of fun watching it. You guys, I would recommend going out and checking it out if you ever want just sort of a dumb, weird attempt
1: um, yeah, and watch some dead-eyed CGI characters for a while.
0: It's true, and it, it was post Polar Express, so it was better than Polar Express dead on the that's, on the dead Eyes. scale. That's
1: really not saying much. No,
0: it is not hard to do, but it is more effective. I would say it is the most effective Robert Zemeckis CGI movie. Um,
1: yeah, out of the two,
0: I think he did three. He also did Mars Needs Moms, and there was one other one.
1: Dude, you need to stop that. Yeah, he got a little addicted he, for a while. You need an intervention. But you
0: know, he also directed Contact, and we just watched he that. He did, which is so. great. And, and look, at, look at
1: what happens when you put people in your movies. Yeah.
0: Magic, that's magic.
1: right. Magic. Movie magic. <laughs> but then I guess he saw Matthew McConaughey in that and was like, that is what I want. Just dead-eyed. <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's just his aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, if you want more of our particular aesthetic... <laughs>
1: Which is not dead-eyed no, mansplaining because
0: it's not a visual medium. Um, you can find our website at crossoverappealpodcast.tumblr.com. dot com.
1: Um, if you have thoughts about um, the Beowulf ballet, or
0: or you want to uh, mansplain t- to us dead-eyedly,
1: <laughs> yeah, you can email us at crossoverappealpodcast at gmail. dot com.
0: <laughs> we may not read those second ones, but you can send them.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> Pretend that we care.
0: Exactly. You can find us on Facebook at Crossover Appeal Podcast where we always care what you have to say.
1: Sure, unless you're dead-eyed mansplaining. Well, yeah, then maybe but we won't. But fortunately, we don't have to deal with that in our group cuz all of our Crossover Appeal page followers are delightful people. Exactly.
0: Fellow travelers yeah. on the pop culture road of life. We're back on on the roads. This episode's come full circle.
1: Are we on the road. Oh yeah, that's that Crossroads of Yeah. of dance and old English. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, On Twitter, we are at Crossover Appeal. Um, And also, so we are coming up on our first anniversary for our podcast, which is really exciting. Big times, you guys. Doing this for a whole year. And for our anniversary episode, we are asking you what we are going to cross over. Um, Your choices are limited. Yes, your choices are limited to the things we've talked about in the past year.
0: Mm -hmm. Because...
1: Because we're doing a crossover crossover. What? I know. It's a crossover to the power of crossover experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So we are taking the past episodes that we have done and then crossing one over with another past episode in a four. It's a it's a love triangle. Or no, Love Square. Love Square. More <laughs> more squares. One. More squares. It's taking
0: four pop culture properties. We've already distilled it into two and we will distill them further into one. Yeah. Looking for that pure pop culture concentrate. Yes. <laughs> really get you high. <laughs> Just go huff it in your bathroom. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Crossover appeal. On the-, the
0: podcast you can huff. <laughs>
1: This will show up on the morning news. It's true. Are your kids doing podcasts? Oh, Oh, no. Well,
0: you know, we can deal with a little national panic. It's good viral marketing.
1: Oh, totally. Um, So, yes, you can find our poll on our Tumblr or Facebook page or Twitter account. Mm -hmm. So go in, vote, and we are taking the top two and crossing them over. So if you really want to go back to... Um, Jane Aaron and Jedis. We can do that. Yeah. Do
0: you want to go to How to Train Your Dragon and Snowpiercer? Yeah. We can talk about the resultant reality from that.
1: Yeah. Or even um, this one. If you're like, man, I, this is my favorite episode. I don't
0: think this one's on the poll, actually. It is. Is it?
1: Yeah, because I added whatever we're going to do in episode 26. Ah, tricky, tricky. Yeah. So you can pick that option, and we'll talk about Wishbone in the <laughs> ballet version of Fail.
0: <laughs> yep. Spoiler alert. You know, I think, ultimately, if we do enough of these, like, crossover, crossover, and just keep distilling down harder and harder it will just become a wishbone episode I think wishbone <laughs> I is at so. the center of this
1: I well that's the spoiler for yeah. our final episode so you heard it here first folks yep, so keep listening <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah go find that poll and mm-hmm. let us know what you think we should do for our next episode
0: yeah and then to make sure that you don't miss that next episode make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and tell your friends to as well because have, you know what have them start on next episode <laughs> Won't well, that be a great introduction oh, for them? exactly.
1: <laughs> Just ask them what the story is, Wishbone, and to- let them get on that ride.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, we really do want to hear from you guys. This has been so much fun to do for the last almost year, mm-hmm. and we're excited to have a little bit of a celebratory episode with y'all. Yeah. And crossover some crossovers. And
1: also, if you want to rate us on things like iTunes, that is real appreciated. Mm-hmm. because If we- you've had
0: fun this year as well.
1: Yeah, or if you didn't have fun this year, you can let us know that too. Yeah,
0: please be sure to mansplain it in the comment. Yeah,
1: exactly, (laughs) with your dead eyes. (laughs) Uh,
0: But in the meantime, be sure to check out that poll. And uh, I think we're going to finish up for the evening. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. This has been Crossover Appeal. I am Walt McGough.
1: And I'm Annie Carty.
0: And we are reminding you to, as always,
1: please ship responsibly.